0: Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. Hello and welcome to DBE. I'm your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to the podcast designed for students of travel. Whether you're listening on a streaming site like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you're catching the show at groupexperience.com, I really appreciate you joining me for this episode. Make sure to visit Destinations Beyond Expectations at dbetravel.com to find some fun blogs, a link to join the DBE Patreon community, and so much more. Remember, you can find Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. And please, if you know somebody who loves the world of travel, tell them about the DBE podcast. On today's show, we'll be covering an area of Iowa and Illinois called the Quad Cities. Author and travel blogger Megan Bannister joins me on this episode to talk all about coffee, art, and more wonderful things for travelers to discover in the Quad Cities. Our conversation takes us to both sides of the Mississippi River, and hopefully by the end, you will be inspired to visit the Quad Cities area. Megan has an awesome book out called Iowa Supper Clubs, and is the genius behind oleoinioa.com. iowa.com. There's more information about those in the show notes, but let's go ahead and get to our chat so Megan can tell us about some ways to experience the Quad Cities. Megan, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. How's it going?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. And Megan, I'm really excited for today's episode I've actually been to the area we're covering, which are the Quad Cities in Iowa and Illinois. I'm a big fan of your Quad Cities blog post, which, by the way, if you're listening, you can find in today's show notes. And I'm a big fan because it's such a well-written article with great information on some of the top sites, attractions, and restaurants in the Quad Cities. And most of the things you mention. Are things that I did not get to experience when I was there, so I'm really excited to learn more about some of the places to add to my Quad Cities itinerary for the next time I visit. But Megan, before we talk about some of the specific things to do in the Quad Cities, I'd like to make sure that everyone listening can get a basic picture of the area we're going to discuss for anyone out there that might not be familiar with the Quad Cities. Can you let the listeners know where the Quad Cities are located and which cities actually make up the Quad Cities?
1: Yeah, you bet. So the Quad Cities straddle the Iowa and Illinois border along the Mississippi River. So on the eastern side of Iowa and then the western side of Illinois. Um, And then in terms of the specific communities, we're talking about Rock Island and Moline in Illinois and then Davenport and Bettendorf in Iowa.
0: So I want to start by asking you about a couple of things to do on the Illinois side of of the Mississippi River. Um, in Rock Island, Illinois, visitors can explore the Black Hawk State Historic Site and also the Quad City Botanical Center. Can you talk through what it's like to visit each of these places?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so Black Hawk State Historic Site is named for the famous Sauk ro- warrior at Chief Black Hawk. And if you're an outdoors person, it's a really great place to hike, um, get some steps in. They have a more than 200 acre park that has some really beautiful trails that kind of wind up and down around the Rock River area. And so that's a really great place to explore the outdoors. Um, But then while you're there, you can also go in doors uh, to some of their museum exhibits in the old Watchtower Lodge, which was actually built by the Civilian Conservation Corps um, in the 1930s and 40s. So it's a really cool historic building, um, and it's also home to the John Halberg Museum, which focuses on the history of Blackhawk, um, but also the Sauk and Meskwaki peoples. So you can kind of go learn about some of the area's indigenous history, um, but then they also have some really great exhibits about the Civilian Conservation corpse and kind of its early impact on the quad cities which was a lot of new info for me and they have lots of really great historic photos which is fun too um admission is free there so that's always a good bonus and then if they don't have a rental going on in their main lodge be sure to pop in there um, because they have some really cool like full wall murals that were done at the same time
0: cool and then the botanical center
1: Yeah, so the Botanical Center, um, I love a botanic garden just because I feel like it's such a fun way to kind of get a feel for the area, but then also um, just have, you know, kind of a nice little oasis in your trip uh, because they're usually nice peaceful, calm places. Um, So at the Quad Cities Botanical Center, you can kind of start indoors. They have a really cool um, domed garden with some tropical plants. You can also check out uh, some of their koi. They have a pond um, in their sun garden, and then head straight outside if it's, you know, one of the warmer months, not winter, to see some of the really big trees and kind of seasonal flowers they have there. Um, If you're traveling with kids, they also have a really cool uh, children's garden that has all sorts of um, tiny fairy dwellings and then a really neat scale model of the Mississippi River that's actually like a splash pad. And so you can kind of walk through the different locks and dams. Um, They have some cool water features that kind of weave back into the Outer areas of the garden that even if you're not a kid are really fun to kind of see and explore, um, and just kind of make that experience a little more interactive. And then if it's open while you're visiting, they also have a train garden that is a miniature model um, that's a partnership with their local uh, railway club that has kind of four independent trains running on I think almost 800 feet of track, and they have all kinds of tiny models of buildings from around the area and kind of little nods to the Quad Cities. So. That's a really fun one, if it happens to be open and running while you visit. That one does have an admission charge, but they are part of a reciprocal program um, with other botanic gardens. So if you're a botanic garden member you know somewhere else or in your home city, that's one of my favorite things to do. Is always kind of worth checking and seeing if you could get in with your membership there.
0: Awesome. Um, Megan, I want to pivot for a second and talk about the art scene. I think a lot of people may be pleasantly surprised to learn that there's a lot of public art around the Quad Cities. In fact, there's so much great art that a public art trail for the Quad Cities was established. Tell us more about some of the unique art that someone can find on the QC Public Art Trail.
1: Yeah, so the um, public art trail is a really fun one because they have a free downloadable passport that essentially you go online and sign up um, and have like a a mobile app um, that you download and then can use your smartphone to check in at different public art locations. It'll also tell you while you're exploring um, what public art is nearby. So if it's something that you might not have discovered otherwise, they have all sorts of really cool murals and sculptures outdoors, but then there's also um, galleries and museum installations and some of those other Uh, more location-based things. And so one of my favorites that we discovered the last time I was in the Quad Cities that I never would have found otherwise um, is in Lindsay Park, right along the Mississippi River, just kind of north of Davenport. And they have a series of sculptures that are inspired by the Impressionist painter Surratt, and his painting Sunday on the Park or Sunday in the Park, which is one of the um, the pointillism pieces that has you know all the people enjoying their nice Sunday by the river. But these are kind of three dimensional sculptures that have been adapted, and it was just a really fun find. Um, but then we also got to learn you know a little bit more about the artist who created the sculptures and kind of the installation through the app as well. So a good way to get to find new art, but then also get some cool backstory on pieces you might encounter.
0: Nice. So there's an art trail, but I'm really looking forward to talking about another trail in the Quad Cities. You actually mentioned in your blog that coffee is an essential part of your trips. I'm in the same boat. I love coffee. And if you're visiting the Quad Cities, there's a coffee trail you can follow. What can you tell me about that?
1: Yeah, so just like the art trail, um, the coffee trail works kind of the same way. You can go online um, and sign up and download kind of a digital passport for free. And so for this one, um, some of the shops actually have discounts or special offers. So if you, you know, visit and then show them your passport when you check in, um, you might get you know buy one, get one free latte or something like that, depending on the shop and their offer there's also prizes and so if you reach you know certain milestones for checking in at a different number of shops um, you can you know win like a car coaster or a sticker or that kind of thing which I don't know about you but I don't need incentive to drink more coffee so that's just kind of a fun bonus um, but then it was also a really great way to find new spots or get out of a rut if you know you go to the quad cities and you go to the same coffee shop every time um, they have a really great collection of shops kind of across the quad cities and that so you can find something new or new to you and kind of see what they're most known for by using the Coffee Trail app.
0: So you'll find good coffee in the Quad Cities, but what's the food scene like? And can you share a couple of your favorite places to grab food?
1: Yeah, um, so the Quad Cities has a lot of restaurant options, um, which definitely makes it hard to pick Favorites. Um, A few that are newer that we discovered on a recent trip, though, um, are both in the Davenport area, and one is called Kavort. um, And it's a newer spot that has tiki drinks and kind of a fun tropical vibe. So we were really surprised to find, you know, something so whimsical and colorful in kind of an unassuming office building. But they had really great drinks, really fun food options, um, especially during the winter or the colder months when, you know, you're not. Getting to use a patio, um, it was fun to have a little, a little slice of the tropics there. And then the other is Ruby's, which their slogan is "Beer, Brats, and Bikes," and so it's a kind of hot dog, um, cycling, craft beer bar, which was really fun. They've got a whole bunch of. Um, kind of wacky, brought menu options, a lot of great craft beer selection, um, and then plenty of bike parking if you happen to be cycling around the Quad Cities. They've got some really great trails. They also have a sand volleyball league. So if it's, you know, nice summer months, you can sit outside in the patio, watching sand volleyball um, and enjoy your beer.
0: Oleo in Iowa is such a great site. I've really enjoyed reading articles you've written about unique places in Iowa and some places outside Iowa as well. Can you share more about Oleo in Iowa, how it came to be, and some of the things listeners will find if they visit oleoiniowa.com?
1: Yeah, you bet. Um, Thanks so much. So my background is actually in journalism, um, but I'm not a native Iowan. So I moved here to go to college, gosh, almost 15 years ago now and just never left. So originally started blogging as just a way to keep in touch with my family. Um, And people always ask me what oleo means because as someone who's very Italian, they're always like, do you know that it means like olive oil or margarine? And I'm like, yes, I do know that. Um, It also has a second meaning as a serendipitous collection of things um, or a spontaneous mixture, which is kind of what I like to look for when I travel. Um, So that felt like a fitting name. And so since I've started it, um, it's kind of morphed a little bit over the years. um, But I really use it as a place to share some of those offbeat unique destinations, roadside attractions, and I love a world's largest thing. Um, So if you love road tripping and kind of finding hidden gems off the beaten path, that's sort of my my aim of things to cover.
0: Yeah. And in addition to being a blogger, you're also an author. Tell us a little bit about your book, Iowa Supper Clubs, and where someone can go to get a copy.
1: Yeah, you bet. Um, So my first book, Iowa Supper Clubs, came out in August of 2020 and highlights some unique eateries around the Midwest. So people might know of Wisconsin supper clubs, um, but there are actually supper clubs kind of across the upper Midwest in Iowa, Minnesota, Um, And they have, you know, a lot of similar qualities, but also some unique ones as well. And so the first half of the book is really all about the history. um, What makes a supper club a supper club, which is kind of the key question. Um, And then also shares the history of some of the restaurants that maybe are no longer in operation that people have really fond memories of. And then the second half goes more in depth. Um, with chapters about individual places that you can still go to eat at today, and then the stories of the people who run them. So it was really fun to put together um, a great kind of culinary travelogue if you are looking to visit Iowa and you know eat some really good food along the way. Um, if you're looking to get a copy, you can order them directly from my website, um, through your local indie bookstore or pretty much wherever books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any of those places. Um, can retail copies and then i actually just turned in my second book um secret iowa which will be coming out this fall and will highlight all of the weird wonderful and obscure spots you can find around the state
0: I love it. And I'm so glad that you mentioned it was fun for you to put together because it was so fun for me to read through Iowa Supper Clubs. I really enjoyed the history. And I mean, I don't want to give away too much of the book, obviously, but it was you do such a great job of talking about the individual Supper Clubs and the history that goes along with them. It was great read. Um, Of course, you're on Facebook, Instagram and other platforms. Megan, let us know where to go on social media to stay connected with Oleo in Iowa. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram,
1: Twitter, and TikTok at just at Oleo and Iowa. Um, and then you can find me on Facebook at Oleo and Iowa blog.
0: Megan, I do have one final question for you today. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And I always like to ask guests that come on the show for the first time this question. Are you someone that would consider yourself to be a student of travel? And if so... Can you tell us a lesson that you've learned about travel or through travel?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely think I would consider myself a student of travel. Um, I'm a really uh, attention to detail kind of planner type A person. And so when it comes to travel, a lot of those tendencies kind of come along with me. But I think the one thing that I've really learned from traveling and from exploring new places and meeting new people is to just kind of go with the flow. Um, I can have, you know, my spreadsheet of all the places I want to visit and, you know, a down to the minute plan of how I want something to go or what I want to do. Um, but it's really those opportunities to kind of step outside of a schedule and really discover things that you couldn't have expected when you're traveling that I think is really valuable and is a really valuable lesson to kind of take into daily life so that you remember to, you know, kind of get outside of your schedule and be surprised by things, even if it's just in your own community or in your own kind of backyard. It doesn't need to be like a huge adventure to be memorable or valuable and have um, an opportunity to learn something new.
0: Wonderful uh, answer, Megan. I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you coming on the show to talk about the Quad Cities and, you know, how visitors might experience it. So thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a blast.
0: A big DBE thank you to Megan for joining the show today. Be sure to check the show notes to find out more about Oleo in Iowa, Iowa Supper Clubs, and you'll definitely want to follow Oleo in Iowa on social media, too. Destinations Beyond Expectations is available on all audio platforms, and you can find the show at groupexperience.com. Learn how to build your travel tribe with Group Experience. You can listen to me talk about more destinations on Thursdays by liking a page called Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook as I co-host the Destination Dispatch live stream, a show that covers different destinations and talks about how groups can experience them. Again, that page to like on Facebook is called Group Travel Odyssey. That's all I've got for the show today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to share this podcast with your travel friends. Have a great day. And I will talk
1: to you soon.